Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phase Zero Media Reaction episode number one. This isn't a bonus episode. This isn't an episode episode. This is an immediate reaction episode. So react to our reactions as you react to them in the reaction section. I'm Reddit Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. This is this is such a cool trailer. I'm so I'm so ready to get started. Ooh, we got live from the streets of Los Angeles joining us because he was not working yet. And Aaron Preen said, I cannot miss an immediate reaction episode. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Absolutely not. Like, he's finally here. So let's go. I'm ready. Walking. Like, it's, it's beautiful out here. It's a beautiful day for Ant-Man trail. Let's go. Let's go. And because this was an unexpected impromptu episode and Jamie Jurak does not start work until at least... The sun is, is halfway through the sky. We got Liam Crowley. He's been on the show before. The greatest statistician of all time at comicbook.com. Can't wait to see what kind of knowledge bombs he drops on us on this one. Liam, welcome to the immediate reaction episode. It's an honor to be here, BD. This is going to be fun. The honor is ours, sir. All right, so we're going to go around with reactions to this. Comment section, we are live, so feel free to drop a comment if there's something you want us to talk about from this trailer. If you enjoy this immediate reaction episode, let us know by leaving a thumbs up, by subscribing to the channel, by leaving a five-star review if you're listening to us in podcast form. So we know we need to do these all the time because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer isn't too far off and I'm ready to cry live on the stream if you need me. That is just going to be us sobbing for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First of all, I thought the trailer was awesome. Uh, This is one of those things where I was like, man, everybody was saying the MCU was dead. Excuse me? Excuse me? Have you seen these Black Panther trailers? Now have you seen the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer? Baskin Robbins always finds out, and they just found out the MCU is still going. This is an Ant-Man trailer. The hype is so real for Ant-Man. I don't mean to insult Ant-Man because he's Ant-Man, but he is Ant-Man. And this trailer is so hype. It's a third Ant-Man movie. We've got the whole Ant fam. They're all back. And honestly, this one set up the first act of the movie for us. I still don't know what Kang wants. I don't care to find out through a trailer. I just know he's terrifying. I know Cassie Lang had a little oopsie and got everybody sucked into the quantum realm. And now visually it looks great. I enjoy this, the musical choice. Listen, I'm just an Elton John fan. So I'll, 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 I'll always support that. And I've seen mixed reactions to the song choice. I'm here for it. Overall, I thought this was a great trailer. Uh, and I, cannot wait to see this movie. This trailer is quite different from the Comic-Con trailer. We'll talk more about that during the show today. Uh, but Aaron, I've talked enough. What'd you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised by how different it seems than the San Diego footage. Like, you know, I, there's a lot of out there. Um, but also, he's still super menacing, and it conveys what we need to convey, which is this isn't your daddy's Ant-Man movie. This is going to be very serious. 
for the first three acts of most of these like insect themed hero movies, they're like, ah, la, la, la. and then the third one comes and hits you with a brick. And I feel like we're in, we're, we're going to be hurting by the end of this one. Depending on how you think of Jonathan Majors, this might be your daddy's Ant-Man movie. <laughs> uh, Jenna, Jenna, what'd you think of the trailer? You're just setting up the zaddy rankings that we inevitably have to do because the chat has been asking for like a year. Um, I I love this trailer. I I love also. I I was not prepared for this trailer to drop. Apparently there was scuttlebutt online. I'm I'm visiting family in Texas, so I have not been online a lot lately. So just randomly getting the notification of a new MCU trailer has dropped was like a very nice feeling. Um, also just like the 15 minutes between this and Henry Cavill's Instagram was like wow. Okay, we have an entire day's worth of news all at once. Um, I'm shocked by how much is in the quantum realm i'm very pleasantly surprised by that i love like the just creature and world design that we're getting there and i love what we've already gotten of kang i kept waiting for the line that brandon has said several times on this show and we never got it but the rest of the trailer was so good that i'm like I, I'll, I'll let it slide this time it's like avengers tower we're just never going to hear the line until we do no. uh yeah what a time to be alive black adam just had the rock's biggest opening of all time this weekend dc universe winning peacemaker still my favorite dc project this year i'm with jamie jurak on that one i don't know if y'all saw the tweets uh but uh, uh superman is back and this ant-man trailer dropped uh and and the guardians of the galaxy holiday special trailer is not far that's gonna be fun and black panther aaron and i are seeing it on wednesday on wednesday we're out there liam what'd you think Woo! of the ant-man trailer uh, I had a great time with the Sandman trailer. I have a lot to dive into when it comes to the nitty gritty, but the overall vibes I'm getting is very third movie in the sense of what Aaron was saying. These insect themed third movies are going to get dark. It looks like this movie is going to get dark. Uh, but a parallel I wanted to draw was to Thor Ragnarok, where the first two Thor movies, we spend a lot of time on Earth, even though he's an Asgardian character. Thor Ragnarok is all Sakaar and all Asgard. And I feel like Ant-Man Quantumania is going to do that with this movie, where we'll spend a little bit of time on Earth at the beginning, but the crux of this movie is going to be in the quantum realm and exploring this vast world that we've really only scratched the surface with so far in the first, you know, 13 plus years of the MCU. I couldn't be more here for that, by the way. I, I, like we we thought we saw Chronopolis in the in in a little tiny peak. Was it? It was Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Yep. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Okay. So what do we think? What do we think of the design? What do we think of of exploring this little micro city? We going back to me? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I got I got thoughts off the brain because I just Hit wrote us a with the thoughts, about, big fella. Uh, I just wrote all six foot five of Liam Crowley, too too tall for the photo we're, that got printed out in the frame. Only person we're all the same than height on that these, isn't named Aaron. I'm the shortest guy on the show today. This how did this happen? I'm six foot three. I'm six foot three, and I'm the shortest man on the show today. What is happening right now? I I oh my gosh. Anyway, I got well, he gets I, big I have in the man syndrome right now. Ant-Man, giant man, it happens. But uh, in terms of Chronopolis, what we could be getting with this movie, I do hope we explore uh, the Easter egg that was kind of planted in 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp because it was one of those blink and you'll miss it things, but it also puts in my mind, oh, Kang was always the plan here because that movie took place in between Infinity War and Endgame. And you're telling me we planted a seed for the big bad after Thanos in the middle of Thanos' story? To me, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm here for. It. I think also the the design of the quantum realm in a in an era where we have been questioning the computer graphics and whether they were rushed or for whatever reason, I think the VFX from some of these Marvel projects haven't been where we've wanted them to be. 
Uh, and I'm not, that's not the jab at the VFX artists. I know they are working their VFX hands off. They're grinding them to the bone. The top, whether it's whatever, whatever reason, the VFX in this one look astounding, at least in this first trailer. Pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. And this movie is going to rely on that heavily. You can't just use the volume for this one, I don't think. I think they really needed to immerse these characters into a world and build out the full world visually. And it looks like they did. So I, I support the visuals we saw early on. I'm a I bit agree. surprised it doesn't okay. look more like a TVA. Yeah. Like I was, I thought it would look a lot like the TVA design, but instead it looks like that void that uh, he remains was in at the end of Loki more than the TVA. So nice curveball. I, I wasn't expecting that. It looks like Star Wars uh, meets Pirates of the Caribbean at times. Like uh, mostly Star Wars though. Mm-hmm. Uh, never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. I'm also surprised they said Spider-Man in the trailer. I don't know what the rights are on that. But I was like, hold on a second. They I mean, like, they, they said it in Doctor Strange, like not in the trailer, but I, I think it like I don't think it really the rights applied to just naming the character. I don't know. I will also say, by the way, the actor who says that line um, is Ruben Rubasa. He is one of the funniest people in the world. Go watch his scene. in I think you should leave on Netflix. It is one of the best sketch comedy sketches I've ever seen in my life. So I like gasped when he showed up in this trailer. It was like, oh, my God, he's in an MCU movie. This is the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, I, I loved that little bit. That was great. I'm so curious about this in the sense that like, I remember after the first Avengers movie, uh, Iron Man three really explored like the PTSD psyche of Tony Stark and like what the effect of the wormhole had on what the effect of the wormhole was on Tony Stark. He had panic attacks. He thought that that was unbelievable. This feels like it could be a similar situation for Scott Lang. He was trapped in the quantum realm for an uncertain amount of time. I think he did say, I forget off the top of my head. It's usually a number I remember, but in Endgame, he said he was there for, an amount of time, but then he came out, it was five years. You know, he lost his his daughter and his family, then he got them all back. So, well, Cassie was still there, but she just looked different. Um, but I'm real curious if it's going to be a similar adventure for the character exploration with Scott Lang, as kind of what we saw with Tony Stark in the Avengers, because Infinity War and Endgame were his first Avengers movies, the same way the Avengers was Tony's first Avengers movie. Granted, Scott Lang was in Civil War, so he already knew all that. But I'm I'm real curious to see if this if this is that way. And it seems like the psyche could be. Why am I not as famous as the rest of them? <laughs> and that's what made me think of it. Is like they still confuse him with Spider Man. So Ant Man could just be like, "What? When do y'all gonna recognize me? A, a rat helped me save all of y'all." <laughs> I think it would be really cool to cut to dive into like the psyche of like possible cool to dive into the trauma but you know what i mean it's a layered uh uh character uh development that you could do with scott lang in this movie and i think if you trigger that when he's in the quantum realm it would really heighten the fear that kang instills because if this is an area where he's like oh my god i spent five hours here but it was terrifying and now he's back and that's kang's backyard that might be you know very big shades of iron man 3 there I want to shout out a comment on the YouTube channel right now. Bill930505. Catherine Newton respecting Emma Furman's portrayal of Cassie uh, by dyeing this hair the same color, but also people know Spider-Man but forgot who he truly is or looks like still fresh in everyone's mind. So that's an interesting thought. Maybe they do just, they did just forget what Spider, what, 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 what was that kid's name? I don't even remember that kid's name, but they forgot what he looks like. And now they're confusing Scott Lang for... For that kid who is when you take, I forget the kid's name. You're uh, never Spider-Man. gonna give up this bit ever, ever. Who bought Avengers um, Tower? 
one day we'll find out and the answer <laughs> will probably disappoint you in, in one way or another. I, I will just say with like the PTSD and the like not being famous enough aspect, I do love the fact that Ant-Man kind of being like the least famous Avenger in the grand scheme of things is still kickstarting the entire multiverse saga. Like it is kickstarting Kang being this force. Like the fact that we're still getting this through an Ant-Man movie is still the coolest thing to me because it feels so unexpected. These characters that we're about to meet in the quantum realm, they're going across the screen right now are making me say this. I cannot wait to explore that. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing I want to talk about that was different from this trailer, from the Comic-Con trailer, in the Comic-Con trailer and on a t-shirt somewhere, we got our look at MODOK. MODOK mm. is not in this trailer. Uh, maybe hidden somewhere, but as far as I've seen, and I've watched the trailer like four times now, you don't see MODOK. And I have a theory, and I don't think I'm the first one to say this theory, uh, and it might be a very popular theory, so sorry if you've heard it before, but MODOK could be Darren Cross because... If you go back, Evangeline Lilly, sorry, Evangeline, I don't mean to get you in trouble with uh, K-E-V-I-N, but she posted an Instagram and she had a picture of the script and she put, she tagged Corey Stoll in it. And it was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. So he's back. I thought Yellow Jacket got uh, zapped down to, to less than zero to go into the quantum realm. But maybe he's back. Maybe he spent time in the quantum realm. Maybe he built Chronopolis. I don't know. Uh, but it's I think I like the theory that he could be Modoc in this. Yeah, I like the theory, too. It bums me out a little bit because like the Modoc show on Hulu, like endeared me so much to like comic accurate Modoc and like just George Charlton as a person. So like not getting that and getting Darren Cross instead, it's like they'll kind of have to win me over. But I do like it on a narrative idea because it, it, that is kind of just a cool way to approach it. Also wish we like I want like the big old head Modoc. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're getting that. It looks like we're getting just a big kind of steely. Uh, you know, mechanized sort of MODOK, which is from some comics, but not, you know, the most MODOK stuff we're used to. Uh, all right. I did have a note in here. Oh, well, actually, Bill Murray. Who put this down here about Bill Murray? Oh, I think yeah. that was Liam. Yeah. Liam, tell us about Bill Murray. Well, Bill Murray being in this movie is just really cool to have him in the MCU for one. Uh, but people think he's going to be playing Krylar, uh, who is from an issue of the Hulk where they travel into the microverse and find an entirely new universe at this micro size quantum realm, blah, blah, blah. It all kind of connects. Um, and Krylar is supposed to be an evil scientist employed by a ruling warlord who creates a machine that brings people's fears to life. So he could potentially be one of multiple antagonists in this movie. Like, I think, obviously, Jonathan Majors is going to be all over the marketing, but I think he's going to play more of an overarching presence rather than, you know, going for going at the forefront and taking the fight to Ant-Man head on. I think we'll get that towards the end of the movie, but I think there might be other people pulling the strings beforehand, and maybe Bill Murray is one of those people. I could see Bill Murray having played a part in creating MODOK. You know, yeah. they like to change up characters. He could be Krylar. He could be a version of Krylar that helped create MODOK with Darren Cross. And they just, because you know, they like to take these stories and pick little pieces of the comics that fit the story they're trying to tell. And maybe, you know, this, they, they just were like, well, he's a, he's an evil scientist. Maybe he created this guy. Uh, one note I had in here, and I'm really sorry in advance for this one, but is Cassie Lang, the star Lord of the multiverse saga, essentially uh, having a big role in the inciting incident that sets the villain up on a path to success? I say that because the Avengers had Thanos beat and Star-Lord decided to punch him in the face. And in this one, we saw Cassie, you know, not, not quite as uh, knowing that things would go wrong if she did it. But when she created this kind of communication line that was sending signals to the quantum realm, it seems she may have got Kang's attention. Janet Van Dyne has seen some stuff 
And when she saw that uh, that 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 Cassie had that opened up a some path of communication with the quantum realm, I think she was immediately just like, whoa, 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 whoa. We do not want to alert them to our universes, our our world's presence. Stop it. And then it was too late. They all got sucked in. So this could be what incites Kang as the conqueror. We're going to know. Maybe. I, I see it more as just like, I feel like Kang would have gotten out in one way or another. Like, I feel like this is just bringing him into the plot of the Ant-Man family, but I feel like there would have, there are countless ways in the comics for Kang to cause trouble. So I think this is just like the one that happens to work for this story. I, I, I can see the Star-Lord parallel, but I do think it'll just be a much larger thing in the grand scheme of things. I also but, just, you mentioned Janet. I'm so happy Michelle Pfeiffer is getting more to do because she was like my favorite part of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes, go Catwoman, go. Yeah. And also on that point too, uh, she was dusted when Tony was manipulating, you know, quantum time travel and all that. So maybe this is a, a situation where she wasn't a fan of that either. She's not a fan of anything quantum realm related because she's seen it firsthand. Uh, so I'm also curious, even though Cassie Lang might push this big multiverse saga narrative forward, perhaps like there's other things that led up to it that Michelle Pfeiffer would have, been like no what are you doing but she was you know dusted for the time being man the the, the, the threads going into this movie are so exciting mm-hmm. the threads going into it are, are awesome i cannot wait till february uh we do see we see these things they're like you little yellow gem things i don't know what they are i don't know how to describe them i'm just saying i don't know if this is true but they do look like they could be harbulary batteries as drax the destroyer would refer to them but in their correct terms annulax batteries and that, i don't know that that's any sort of deep connection but if you remember the open of guardians of the galaxy volume two started with uh the guardians trying to get uh to defeat the basilisk for aisha and then they get tracked down by aisha and all her golden people because rocket raccoon stole annulax batteries it looks like there could be annulax batteries powering something that kang is using in this trailer I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know if the quantum realm somehow got those batteries to power things, but it does look like they could be connected. Well, Brandon, there is some comic precedence for this. If you want me to, to enlighten the masses. Um, in, In the comics, there's this thing called the heart of forever, which is within Chronopolis. And Chronopolis exists no matter what, but the way it's connected to all these different timelines is when the heart of forever kind of powers it. So when Kang has Chronopolis operating at full capacity, he can tap into any timeline at any time, uh, which kind of makes him the conqueror of all conquerors. So when you see that one frame where he's kind of putting that like glowing sphere into what looks to be some sort of capsule, I'm thinking that could be related to the heart of forever. And maybe he needs some Hank Pym help, some Scott Lang help. I'll help you. You help me. I give you more time because doing so would unlock all the different timelines and everything. I think that's where we could be going. going. And it would be really cool if it ties into Guardians as well. Because again, all the threads just kind of coming together. Yeah. Leah, I, like I had forgotten about the heart of forever. That is a cool connection. I just, the fact that we're at the point in this franchise where we are debating connections of whether or not it is the same type of battery as, as a previous movie from several years ago is so wild. Yeah. Now that you mention it, they do look very similar. I, didn't, I, didn't I mean, are, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up an image here I'm, and I'm going to send it to Richard and he can, uh, he can insert it into here while we, while we continue the discussion, but those do look very, very similar. I mean, I mean, Hold on just a second here. That is so similar to these Anulax batteries that I'm just like, hold on. 
we got big brains on this show. I, I, and, and, and I think the annual X batteries are powering all of us. And then would that mean that like Adam Warlock has a deep connection to Kang because he's part of the sovereign, right? Yeah. Oh my I could, God. I, I could see that. Yeah. I think we're figuring out phase five as we speak. Man, Kevin is sweating watching this episode today. <laughs> Kevin also, is sweating. I do need to just say for the record, like the aesthetic of Chronopolis and of Kang and everything makes me really hope. Oh, wow. Yeah, those do look very similar. Like it's not exact, but it's like close enough. No, but if you, that's the for the yeah. only image that oh, Google would let chart. me qu- okay. quickly uh, download. Okay. There is another image that shows. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a screenshot of this. Mm-hmm. Um the you should edit. just tweet this out for the people listening in podcast form who are going to be very confused. Um, That's true. But no, all of that to say, like the, um, I really, really hope we get to the point where we get Ravona Renslayer in her full comic accurate form and in her comic accurate role as kind of Kang's like love interest and everything else. Because seeing that in this aesthetic, like I, I just want to see her comic accurate costume and just see her just like kicking ass and taking names. I think it would be amazing. Yeah, I'm real curious to see if if Loki season one plays a role here. And if it doesn't, I will be very disappointed uh, because as I've expressed in the podcast, Loki not being kind of directly referred to or even indirectly referred to in Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was disappointing to me. That's one of my problems with phase four is the lack of cohesion that we used to get in the Infinity Saga. Granted, I know it's all over. There's a lot more. They have a lot more to balance. But yes, I do still love the the uh the cohesive nature of the story so if we get to see ravona show up maybe a reference to loki or he who remains or anything like that in this in this movie i'm going to be really really excited hold on let's pause it right there now richard bring up the image of what the batteries actually look like Mm. pretty close now i don't know it might just be a gold powered battery a light whatever but it's the mcu it's all connected great job great job talking about (laughs) connections drax would be so happy to see that the hubbular batteries continue uh liam you have a point in the in here that says uh kang's asking for help uh you made a mysterio reference do you want to explain that yeah so in this trailer can we just say out loud the the line he says at comic-con is that spoilers oh no we've we've said it so many times on the show (laughs) he says at at the comic-con trailer like oh you're an avenger have i killed you before which obviously would paint him as a full-blown antagonist but in this trailer if you didn't know kang's comic history or you didn't hear the warning at the end of Loki, you know, my my more my other variants are much more evil than I am and all that. Would you think that he's a villain? Like the the music behind him kind of swells all evil and stuff. And Scott has a nervous look on his face, as you can see right there. But I wonder if marketing is going to continue to push him like they pushed Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home of like, oh, no, our Mysterio is a good guy. Trust us, we got Jake Gyllenhaal to play a hero version of a character who has always been a villain in the comics. And then lo and behold, you know, C, was that so hard? I think there could be a chance that they push a MODOK, a Bill Murray as the film's antagonist. And then somehow, some way, Kang transforms throughout this movie and becomes a full-blown villain. As we know, too, the Kang we see in this trailer could be a good guy. We might have not met the evil variation of Kang that is going to eventually be the antagonist of Kang Dynasty. I don't know if I can handle that. 
Yeah, I, I, I like that theory, but I also think at the same time, I, I look at it in terms of like this trailer had to introduce so much. It had to reintroduce yeah. Ant-Man to general audiences. It had to introduce the aesthetic of the quantum realm, just the, the adventure itself and kind of set up the conflict there of like man versus nature. I could totally see them throwing the, oh, you're an Avenger line in the second trailer, because then at that point, you're more accustomed to the idea of like, okay, so now they're in the quantum realm. We're aware of it. It's kind of like using Black Adam as a recent example. The Sabak was not shown until the second trailer because it was like mm-hmm. we're we're just showing you up front here's who black adam and here's who, here's who the jsa are and then in the second trailer we'll show you like who they end up actually fighting so i could see it being something similar because i also was not a fan of the mysterio treatment and i would rather just like get to kang right up front and not have it be this like uphill battle but we'll mm-hmm. see I, I agree i think i think that liam's theory sounds like something marvel movies would do it sounds pretty on the money for something that we we could see here. They love to take their time and build up villains and subvert expectations in that exact way. Hey, this was a good guy, but actually there's a really, really more powerful bad one out there. So tune into the Kang Dynasty to see what happens there. That said, I do hope he's just a villain in this. Like I hope yeah. he is. Or, or at a minimum, morally gray, leaning dark. Uh, because I think uh, he's going to be a guy who doesn't really care about Ant-Man. He as we know, has killed Avengers before. This version of them. This version of Kang has killed other Avengers, just not from this trailer, from the Comic-Con trailer. Unless they cut that from the movie and that was just to get the crowd reactions. They've done that. that. I mean, I didn't see Black Adam punching any fighter jets uh, and I never saw the Hulk run through Wakanda. So I never trust movie trailers anymore. Um, But yeah. Uh, Wait, we got a comment here. I think this is from Peter in the comment section on the phase zero YouTube channel. Just look back at the architecture in the final scene with Scott, Janet and Cassie all meeting Kang looks really similar to the TVA architecture. Lots of raised pillar buildings with circular rings. So perhaps they went to the Omni in Atlanta for a sequence. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm going to jump us ahead here. Let's see what we got. Let's see what, uh, what Peter's talking about here. Is this, Oh, I mean the city in the background. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that does look like what what was the name of that? Like, did they have what, did that place have a name? Not really, from my my memory. I don't believe Isn't so. it like the Knoll or something? Or I don't, I don't think they referred to it with a name. There might be something no. out there, but it does look like it could be. Yeah. It's a little bit more mountainous, but uh who knows? I don't know. That's a good call, Peter. That's a good call. Overall. I think this is an excellent, excellent trailer. It got me beyond hype for this movie. I was excited for this movie because I got to see the trailer earlier. Uh, And that's not to brag. I just genuinely like seeing it at Comic-Con. I was already excited. Seeing this again today made me just like remember how good this movie seems like it's going to be. And I really, really hope it is. This is going to launch phase five. The Kang Dynasty is going to be the beginning of the end of the multiverse saga. Destin Daniel Cretton confirmed at New York Comic Con to comicbook.com. He is directing that movie. He did a brilliant job on Shang-Chi. I can't wait to see more of Kang. Peyton Reed. I am a fan of the Ant-Man movies. I, I know people, you know, have them. A lot of people have them lower on their lists, their ranking lists than I probably do. But I am a fan of both those movies. They're not my top movies, but I was hugely entertained by them. This one looks like not only is this the Thor Ragnarok for Ant-Man, possibly, in that it's taking him to a whole new place for most of the movie. The way that Thor became went from very serious to very funny, mm-hmm. I feel like this could go from very funny to very serious for Scott Lang. Uh, kind of the opposite thing that happened to Thor. And I prefer the serious characters, personally, with, with good humor and action along the way. But I like when 
Uh, that's why I'm so tired of the Hulk. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I know. oh, we know. We we had our rankings episode last week. You made that point very clear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's as we wrap this up, uh, the last point I want to make. It, oh, yeah. The only difference is, is the thing that we talked about. The only other difference that I had, I wish I had a more photographic memory, but was the, the lines from the end of that trailer in that interaction with Kang and Scott Lang are not in this trailer. They put different lines in there and they made it look like a bit more of a possible alliance than uh, a threat. Uh, and Liam kind of covered that really nicely. So I don't really have much to say there. Uh, Jenna, anything else you want to point out before we wrap up our first ever immediate reaction episode? Um, yeah, I, I just love this trailer so much. I, I already was definitely hyped for this movie. Like even just hearing you residually just talk about it from Comic-Con. I, I remember I had it very high in my like Comic-Con anticipation rankings. But now that we've actually seen it, now that we've seen the aesthetics, I know someone in the chat pointed out just seeing how Peyton Reed went on Mandalorian and clearly what he learned from that experience. Like you can totally tell in the aesthetics, like how how well he was able to like take certain things from that. So I this movie is just going to be nuts and I'm here for it. Yeah, With I'm you. a very big fan of this trailer. Uh, Kang scared me so much in Loki, uh, and that was the nicest version of Kang. So I'm excited to dive into a full-on antagonistic version of him. And man, I just want to know what he wants from Scott Lang and company. He said, you know, oh, if you help me, I'll give you more time. What does he want from them? I want to go in as blind as possible. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, that said, I'm still going to watch every trailer that comes out. <laughs> we <laughs> still going to watch them all. <laughs> uh, this was fun. This was fun. If you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, please let us know by, you know, thumbs upping the, uh, the video on YouTube. Uh, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review on various podcast platforms wherever you listen to us. We love you for it. We will have uh, an, a, a reactions to Black Panther Wakanda Forever this Thursday. Aaron and I will have seen the movie. Aaron lost connection halfway through this, by the way. We didn't just kick Aaron out of the show. Aaron was uh, walking through LA on his phone. He joined us while he was not in his regular work hours. And tragically, the, uh, the service didn't permit... Uh, Aaron just stay with us but we lost Aaron but you'll hear from Aaron on Thursday we're seeing Black Panther on Wednesday night so stay tuned to Twitter for both of us because we will share photos and reactions there uh, and then I think we see it again on Thursday and then we have interviews on Friday so stay so just subscribe to the phase zero channel because we're the best Marvel channel ever and you don't want to miss a thing look at Jenna and Liam you don't want to miss them talking about Marvel Jenna any last words for today's immediate reaction episode Go read some comics. There's so many Ant-Man comics, so many Kang comics. You can dive into a lot. Get get ahead of the curve and just start start diving into the comics. Follow me on Twitter at hey, it's Jenna Lynn. And yeah, I'm excited for Thursday's show. Jenna, what'd you think of Black Adam? Oh, I loved it. It like y you saw my tweet, you retweeted my tweet. It is exactly what I wanted it to be. It is just a full out, just like silver age brawl mixed with like modern superhero stuff. Like it I I I need the JSA to have a million spin-offs and sequels. They were so perfectly handled. I was so happy. Hey, uh, Jenna approves. That's a big stamp right there. Congratulations, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Liam, yeah. any parting words for today's show? And just thank you for having me on. Uh, I did a Twitter spaces before with phase zero. This is like my video debut though. So this was so much fun. I love this trailer. I'm so stoked for another Marvel February release. It's been a minute and uh, this is going to be a fun marketing campaign to break down. Appreciate you coming by Liam. Great job on today's show. Keep it up. Welcome to the team and everybody make sure you subscribe, make sure you five star review and we will talk to you in just a few days. Thank you for joining us after listening to our rankings too, by the way. Dear <laughs> goodness gracious, that was something. Uh, we're all sorry and we're all proud. So we will see you in a few days. Talk soon.